Go Loud presents Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to the Opinions Matter podcast, brought to you by Greenheart CBD. From Greenheart to your heart, Ireland's multi-award-winning CBD oil. We would ask you to do us a favor and support our sponsors by visiting their website at greenheartcbd.ie. Greenheartcbd.ie. And they have a fantastic range of uh, CBD oils. On this edition of Opinions Matter, we want to have a conversation about a debate that has arisen this week over what to do with health workers, and in particular care workers, who have opted not to take the COVID-19 vaccine. A few weeks ago, the HSE said it had no idea how many of its staff have refused the vaccine so far. Health employers can ask a member of staff if they are vaccinated and risk assess their chance of putting a patient in danger. The employee can be redeployed to a non-patient-facing role, but the HSE can't say how many times this has been put into practice. Well, a carer in the UK who lost her job after refusing the vaccine was filmed in tears at the end of her final shift. Uh, Louise Acaster had worked in uh, the care sector for 14 years but was fired from her three-year-old role at Alderson House Care Home the other day. Now, according to UK government guidelines, all care workers in adult care homes who do not have medical exemptions must be double-jabbed against the virus. But she had refused the virus to get uh, vaccinated, sorry, she had refused to get vaccinated, saying that she would rather wait until more is known about the vaccine's long-term side effects. Now, the question is, do we need similar regulations here in Ireland when it comes to care workers and health workers? If your parent, for example, uh, was in a care home, would you be happy knowing that they could be looked after by someone who isn't vaccinated? Here's some interesting uh, statistics about this. People who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are far less likely to infect others despite the arrival of the Delta variant. Uh, The findings refute the idea, which has become common in some circles, that vaccines no longer do much to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Now... According to uh, Christopher Byron Brook from the University of Illinois, he says they absolutely do reduce transmission. Vaccinated people do transmit the virus in some cases, but the data is super crystal clear that the risk of uh, transmission from uh, a vaccinated individual is much, much lower than for an unvaccinated individual. And another recent study found that vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant are 63% less likely to infect people who are unvaccinated. So would you be happy to know that your family member, your your granny, your granddad uh, in a care home is being cared for by somebody who is not vaccinated? Okay, when COVID came along, and I'm talking about wave one, when wave one of COVID came along, uh, there were a huge amount of deaths. Where did those deaths take place? Uh, many of them in care homes. There are many of them in care homes and nursing homes. COVID ran through nursing homes and care homes uh, like a bastard, because that's what COVID is. It's a bastard. And a lot of those people uh, who were unvaccinated at the time, they didn't stand a chance uh, against COVID. I think, I'm looking at the latest figures, it's it's well over 2,000 people uh, in, res- in care homes now have died because of COVID. And you can talk about all oh, the jab, but the jab, we... The job was never to give you full protection. There's no such thing as full protection in this world. In the same way... No, the only full protection you have against this virus is to lock yourself in your box room and never come out again. In the same way, a condom doesn't always protect you from getting pregnant. Nothing is 110%, and the job is not 110%, uh, and health professionals will tell you that. Now, I have to say, if my granny, if she was still alive, was in a care home um, or in a hospice or anything... uh, Regardless of whether or not she was vaccinated or not, I would not want her being cared by someone who is uh, unvaccinated. Because if you work in that business, your job is to care for people. That's mm-hmm. why it's called a care home. That's what you're employed to do. You're employed to look after those people to the best of your ability. Why in God's name would someone working in a care home or 
a frontline health worker, why would they not want to protect the people that they're employed to protect? So this is this is a black and okay, white. Okay, uh, uh, here's the argument. Um, I have never been in favour. I don't think there is an argument. No, there is an argument. I have never been in favour of forced vaccination. No, either am I. Okay, but this is forced vaccination. No, she should be moved into a uh, a job in the. Well, she was sacked. Now, uh, the UK isn't the only country doing this. This is happening in uh, other countries where healthcare workers who refuse to be vaccinated can lose their jobs I mean, or be suspended from their jobs. And there's Kevin being on to us. He says, I, um, I never got COVID and I'll take my chances. He's not at getting the vaccine as well. That's fair enough, Kevin. I'm looking at your photograph here and you look like you're in your mid-30s. If you were a 75-year-old who had asthma or who had breathing difficulties of some sort, who had COPD, uh, like a lot of people, who had who had very um, dodgy uh, kidneys, anything like that, any of the things that older people get. And I get it. If you're 20, 30, 40, you think you're invincible. And that's fair enough. We all thought that at our age. But you've got to put your, yourself in the mind of someone who is in their 70s. And you see, I feel sorry for them, those poor people. You see them walking down the road with the masks on, even when they're walking down the road on their own. They are absolutely terrified to get COVID because they know that if they do get it, jabbed or not, it could be, it could be their last day. Like, that's, that's the reality of this thing. Okay, but again, I'll come back to the point that I don't believe in forced vaccination. And that's, a, that is what this no, is no, no, through no, the no, back door. Not, no, it's not. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. There are lots of jobs where we have certain credentials for them, okay? I.e., um, you have to take an eye test before becoming a pilot. Yeah? That's forced eye tests. Have you a problem with forced eye tests? Do you want Steve, no. Do you want Stevie Wonder flying your plane? Yeah, of course not. No, no, of course not. So you have forced eye tests. Um, pilots have to be tested for alcohol regularly. Do you want someone drunk flying your plane? Obviously not. Okay, so that's forced testing as well. So all jobs carry a certain amount of responsibility. And when you are looking after the most elderly people and the most vulnerable people in this country, you have a duty of care. Uh, upon you. And that duty of care, in your opinion, is to get vaccinated. Well, hang on, if you work in well, okay, health care, Forgetting about old folks' homes. If yeah. you work in healthcare, yeah? Mm-hmm. You obviously work in healthcare because you believe in the science of vaccines. And if you don't believe... Well, not necessarily. Yeah, if you don't believe in the science of vaccines, you shouldn't be working in healthcare. That's like someone saying, I want to become a priest. I want to, I want to work in the priesthood. Do you, do you believe in God? Oh, Jesus, no, I don't believe in that nonsense. But I want to become a priest. Okay, no, let's have a listen to uh, what this particular former uh, care worker had to say. Uh, as I said, her name is uh, Louise uh, Acaster. And she has been sacked from her job. She was interviewed by uh, Sky News and asked, you know, why are you not getting the vaccine? I don't trust it. I do not trust it, not yet. I don't think there's side, uh, sorry, the long-term side effects. Nobody knows anything of those because it's not been around long enough. And it's not that I'm an anti-vaxxer. I have had vaccines in the past, so have my children. I am not anti-vax at all. But this is just so new. It's all happened so sudden, so quickly, and I'm afraid to get it. I am actually scared of having it. There's reports of adverse reactions, even deaths, and it absolutely petrifies me. I've got children, you know. What if I'm one of the unlucky ones? What if I'm one that does have a bad reaction? What if it does something to me and I'm not here to see my children grow up? It really, really does frighten me. And that's why I, I don't want it yet. Is there anything that could, could convince you to have that vaccination? No, not yet. Not yet. Maybe uh, in a couple of years to come. I think it's still classed as being on trial till 2023. I know that other vaccines have to go through all these precautions and they say that this has done the same. I'm not denying or doubting that. I just think it, long-term-wise... We just don't know enough yet. I'd rather wait till more evidence and more data came back. Okay, so that is Louise Acaster, who has received a lot of publicity over the last couple of days. She has been sacked from her job in a uh, care home because she's not vaccinated. It's her body, her choice. She chose not to get the vaccine. That's fair enough. If she's afraid to get the vaccine, that's fair enough as well. Um, But it's also the choice of an elderly, vulnerable person to be looked after someone who is less likely to pass on uh, what could be potentially a killer virus. So if she doesn't want to get the, the jab, yeah, it's her choice. 
go work in a storeroom in Aldi or Lidl where you're not in contact with someone who's vulnerable. Kate, <clears> you're <throat> on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kate? Hi, how's it going? Um, I think that um, it is everybody's choice whether they take it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, your body, your choice kind of thing. I completely get that. But um, I think, you know, when you're in the caring business, um, I like, it's not all about you. And she's more than welcome. Nobody is stopping her from getting another job. I just think that when you're with the most vulnerable people that are around, um, I think it's not all about you then. And I do think like... Okay, so so you, see, you see a difference with people mm-hmm. working in the caring sector rather than uh, a barman in a nightclub? Like, I mean, I think that everybody who doesn't get the vaccine personally is playing Russian roulette with their health and the health of those around them. But I think definitely in particular, if you're working with really, really vulnerable people, I know she might be scared, but it's kind of selfish um, because, you know, it's not like that's her job. Her job is to care for these people and to make sure they're safe. And I but, know that... But isn't this forced vaccination by another route? It's not forced vaccination, I don't think. It's a, it's a difficult one. And I heard what she was saying, that she was afraid of the side effects. Mm. But I think there's a lot more chance if she passed the virus on to somebody else who's very, very vulnerable. They, I'd be more worried about that scenario um, if I was and again, because- again, just to, to go back to what I was reading out a couple of minutes ago, people who are fully vaccinated, according to the science, are much less likely to infect others. Not, it's not impossible, yeah. but you're much, much less likely. Absolutely, yeah. So there's another reason. I think with the job she does, she's up close to these people, she's changing them, she's caring for them and they're people's parents and stuff like that. I know that if I had a parent in a nursing home, I would want only vaccinated people taking care of them. Um, And I think that's just like, I, I think I say that for most people when I speak, if they're less likely to pass it on, and you're with the most vulnerable people. I think you have to do your bit. You have to do your bit for them, for their families. And I know people are afraid of taking the vaccine. When I took it, I was afraid of it, but I thought of the pros and cons. And, you know, like she's more than welcome to get another job. I would just, you know. Okay, but then let me ask you a question. So here's a lady who has been sacked. She was a care worker in a, in a care home. Do you think that care workers or frontline healthcare workers dealing with vulnerable people should be sacked if they don't get the job? I guess so, yeah. I think they should because, I mean, I don't believe in forced vaccination of any kind, but it's the job they do. Um, unfortunately and I guess they never thought they'd find themselves in this position but unfortunately I think with the job that they do the people that they look after come first and okay, I do so, believe and, uh, you, you think that this is one of the sacrifices you have to make if you want to work and care for older vulnerable or not even older and vulnerable patients basically Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, stay there for one second if you can, please. I'd love to hear from you on this. This is Dave. Hey, Adrian and Jeremy, Dave here. This is crazy at this stage. The fact that, like, people are losing their jobs now for not being vaccinated. Like, are are people just stupid at this stage? Like, it doesn't matter if someone's vaccinated or not. You get the vaccination for yourself. If you get the vaccination, you're protecting yourself from COVID. If you, if you either are vaccinated or you aren't vaccinated, you can still pass on the virus. Like, so what difference does it make if that care worker is vaccinated or she isn't vaccinated? They're saying, oh, she's putting the people in danger who she's going in to help. No, she's not. If she's vaccinated, she can still put those people in danger. She can still pass on COVID. Why aren't people saying that? It just seems very, very unusual that the government have such a vested interest in everyone taking these vaccines, but nothing they're saying is making sense. And everyone's just acting stupid as if they don't understand it. Honestly, it's actually, at this stage, it's melting my brain. Okay, now, Dave, I will say to you that I was re- I mentioned this earlier on, a, a professional from the University of Illinois who's researched this says... People who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are far less likely to infect others, despite the Delta variant. It's not impossible, but according to Christopher Byron Broken, you can uh, Google this guy yourself, he says vaccinated people do transmit the virus in some cases, but the data is super crystal clear that the risk of transmission for a vaccinated individual is much 
much lower than for an unvaccinated individual. So in other words, that lady that we were talking about who's lost her job is much more likely to transmit the virus to an older or vulnerable person than somebody who is not vaccinated at all. And again, I would ask all of you the question, the same question. If you were going in for surgery tomorrow, uh, open heart surgery, something really serious in a hospital, you were going in for um, surgery, would you be happy knowing that the surgeon carrying out the operation on you was unvaccinated? Would you? Would I even know, though? No, but supposing, it's a hypothetical situation. Supposing, just before you're about to, uh, to be put asleep, yeah? So you're lying on the, on the gurney um, in the operating theatre. And this, this is a question I want all of you to think about in your head here, um, who's going on about, who are going on about forced vaccinations and Nazi Germany and all this. So you're sitting on the gurney and you're about to be put asleep. Um, they're about to put the, um, the needle into you. And along comes the surgeon. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Kennedy. I'm going to be performing your uh, open heart surgery uh, on you today, just to let you know you're in safe hands. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not vaccinated. I uh, don't believe in the vaccine. Uh, but uh, have a great night's sleep and we'll operate on you and we'll have you sewn up and when you wake up in the morning, it'll be all grand. But I'm not vaccinated. Just letting you know. Well, firstly, that's very unlikely I mean, to happen. It's a hypothetical situation. Would you be happy getting uh, It wouldn't really bother me in, in that scenario, but because he's going to be masked, he's going to be covered from head to toe conducting the... The surgery, but let me let me read out this message that came in to us from Daniel. He says, "My grandmother is a 93 year old dementia patient living in a nursing home. The elderly are much more vulnerable to catching COVID than younger people. This lady should know that for the 12, 10 to 12 hour shift she does, that it's not all about her." It's about the vulnerable older people she has to care for. If you don't like the rules, tough. And this method should be brought into this country, is, uh, is what he says. And I would love to hear from you. Dara, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Dara? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, well, do you think it's fair that a healthcare worker, a frontline healthcare worker, dealing with older, vulnerable patients in a, in a care home should lose her job because she refuses to get vaccinated? No, I I think it's totally unfair and it's getting ridiculous at this point, I think. In what um, way? I don't see... Like, for example, the message I originally sent in was that in the Netherlands, the Ministry of Health has now said that actually that the vaccine only has about a 65 to 75% rate of efficiency and that going forward, they're going to need to boosters probably more often than every six months. And I mm-hmm. think that's a very unfair demand to put on employers in any sector when fair enough you're saying okay this will be the saving grace to do it once maybe twice but now everyone who's in the workforce is potentially going to have to do it every few months when yeah we don't know the long-term side effects and to be continued i think it'd be better if people you know i just think people have a choice and if they get the virus naturally great i'm sure their natural immunity would be far more effective than the vaccine immunity but I don't think you can force that on workers. Okay, uh, now I, I I agree with you. I don't believe that you can force it on workers generally. Yeah. However, yeah. we're not just talking about general uh, workers. For example, I'm sitting here in a studio with one other person. I don't believe uh, we should be uh, told we'd be sacked if we're not vaccinated because we take precautions. But I am not caring, and I'll go back to that message I read out a moment ago about his 93-year-old grandmother with uh, dementia. Um, I am not caring for his 93-year-old grandmother with dementia, so it makes no difference whether I'm vaccinated or not. Do you understand the point I'm making? I understand, but I would argue that you can't say that someone who's vaccinated, like the other guy said, that they're definitely not going to pass it on. And regardless if research says they're far less likely. What I've observed over the last few months is all my friends that have had the vaccine and have got COVID with the vaccine has been the ones that have been passing it on to other vaccinated people. Now, I've been in close contact more than twice and I've actually never contracted it and I'm not vaccinated. So how do you explain that? So I think you have to look at people's natural immunity too. There could be people out there who have never been vaccinated and actually just generally have a strong immunity and maybe won't pick this up easily and pass it on Mm. as opposed to someone who maybe has all the jobs. No, I do, I, I do agree with you that, uh, you know, some people are much more prone to pick. For example, and I've always used this example, I've never had the flu in my life. 
ever. Even though I've been around people who've had the flu, I've never contracted the flu in my entire I life. It, I get it all the time. In fact, I got the flu jab there I've last never, Saturday. I've never had it. And, yeah, and nor have I, right? So the point I'm making is I genuinely uh, believe some people are more vulnerable to infection than others. Some people have stronger immunity than uh, others. And, and that's, yeah. my, that's my point, Dara. If your mother was in a, a care home and she was uh, old, vulnerable, medically vulnerable, you would probably feel a different way. You probably wouldn't want to go. No, I, I mean, wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I'm going into hospital next week and it wouldn't bother me. Would it even it be on your mind that you might be cared for by somebody not vaccinated? Not at all. That'd be the last thing I would Okay, now, uh, let me go back to Kate. Kate, it's the last yeah. thing in the, on her mind as she goes into hospital next week, whether the care staff are vaccinated or not. Well, I think that's horrible. I mean... I think definitely it depends on, certainly if you're an old person and you're in a nursing home, I mean, you're bound to have like a couple of underlying conditions and it's probably a lot more dangerous for them to contract the virus, even though they've probably been doubly vaccinated. I mean, I think the majority of people, now I wouldn't be 100% sure, but it seems that the majority of people who are vaccinated that the small amount you do die of COVID, I think they're more elderly anyways yes so you have weaker immune systems so i mean you don't like i think any medical but it, it, yes but isn't it all about trying and this goes back to the very start of this uh, <laughs> pandemic trying our best to protect the elderly and the vulnerable 100%, yeah, definitely. And okay, so Dara, let me come back to you on that. That somebody working in a nursing home, caring for that guy's 93-year-old grandmother with dementia, is putting yeah. her at more risk if, the, uh, if that worker isn't vaccinated. That's a fact. I don't, I don't agree. I really don't agree. I think that she could be putting her with just as much risk if she's a person that has taken antibiotics her whole life had all her vaccinations, has a generally weaker immune system and could be passing anything on as opposed to someone who's healthy, say, never smoked, never had too much interference with vaccinations, antibiotics, and has a naturally very strong immunity and wouldn't be at risk of passing that patient anything. But they don't do those kind of tests. Oh, how healthy are you? Could you potentially have a flu in your system that potentially killed this person? You know, why we're just focusing on... I know, I, and, and I know we don't do those tests, and, and like I said, I don't know why. I can't explain why I don't have the medical evidence to back up why I have never had the flu in my life. Uh, but obviously yeah. it's something in my genetic makeup or something that prevents yeah. me from getting it. However, the, the fact of the matter is that if you're working with vulnerable people, your job is to do everything you can to protect those people, isn't it? So then should you not argue that if you're working in healthcare, you should argue that, okay, you should never smoke, you should never go out and drink, you should be... No, because... uh, No, 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 because... Hang on, no, 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 because... uh, Okay, a a nurse on a a ward in a nursing home or in in a nursing home uh, who goes out and has a cigarette during her lunch break, she's causing no harm to anybody else doing that, no, o- only she's herself. Weakened, she's weakening, no, she's weakening her immune system and she could uh, pick up uh, an awful flu because she's smoking, you know, because her natural immune system is weakened if she's treating her body not well outside of work. It's the same argument. Well, Dara, what do you say to all that? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that's a very, very um, hypothetical situation that she's talking about there. I think that, um, I mean... <sighs> I mean, it's it's anything is possible, I suppose. But um, I know that, say, smoking doesn't make you more likely to pick up COVID. You might get it worse, but it doesn't make you more likely. More likely, to yeah. So, I mean, if you have a smoke on your lunch break, um, I mean, it, it's, we're not here to argue about whether you should smoke or not, but you're not any more likely to pick up the flu or COVID if you smoke. I've never heard that before. I think... I think it's one of that, like, you know, I think like you were talking about, it's just some people are more bound to it. That's my opinion. And I mean, it's a very, very like, kind of hypothetical situation mm. she's talking about there okay, now. So, I think. Uh, so you were saying, uh, Kate, that if somebody working with vulnerable individuals in the healthcare sector, be it in a nursing home or whatever, and they point blank refuse to be vaccinated, it's, it's tough on them if they lose their jobs. It is very tough on them if they lose their jobs and I, no one wants anyone to lose their jobs but I mean it's, it is a diff, I suppose it's a difficult one as I said in their whole careers like no one anticipated a pandemic and no one anticipated everything that goes with it but I mean any healthcare staff is working with like even if you're a dentist or something you're you're working with people close to people and often people I mean 
you know, vulnerable people go to the dentist too. So mm. anytime you're working as a medical professional of any kind, you're going to be closer to people and you're going to be around more people anyways. So it's important that you're vaccinated to protect other people. That's what I think. Yeah, protect the vulnerable still. Okay, so um, so Dara, let me, let me go back to you now. Um, she's basically saying we need to protect uh, the vulnerable. Well, absolutely, but our, my point was just that we can protect people in other ways with lifestyle choices. Like you can lead a Okay, but then uh, let me ask you, uh, maybe uh, people don't support the idea of somebody being sacked for refusing to be vaccinated. What about yeah. reassigning their roles? And that has happened here in Ireland. I wouldn't support anything that interferes with someone's medical autonomy, regardless what the rationale behind it is. Okay, I so... I don't agree. It, it, no matter what you uh, don't approve of anybody's job being affected by whether or not they are vaccinated? No matter what, because I think we have to protect our freedoms and especially medical autonomy. And the minute you start taking that away from people, it's a slippery slope. Okay, there's our point, Jeremy. Yes, but hang on, vaccinations have been around for medical staff for years. I'm not talking about the COVID vaccine. Uh, people working in the medical field have to get certain shots. In the same way people work, my wife works in... Uh, in uh, the veterinary um, industry, she has to get shots every year. You don't hear a big, a big hoopla over that. So this no, is no, but this was this was the you know this has been applied to people already in the job. Now it can be a thing that okay, we can apply retroactively, but going forward to enter this profession, you need say a COVID job attitude. But I don't think you can apply it retroactively to people in the profession now, um, especially when it's such a new thing and we don't know long term effects. That this has to be. You know, it has to be or you're going to be fired. I don't think that's fair. But sure, there's lots of stuff we don't need. I mean, we don't know the long-term effects of vaping, do we? Um, yes, every single second person I know is sucking on a vape every weekend. There have been no studies. Well, you're not being forced to take a vape to go into work. Oh, no, you but, but, no, but I'm saying, but, but I'm, no, no, no. But, the but point, there is a difference. No, 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 listen to me for a second. The point is people choose to vape. Every single day of the week, even young people, you see them, everybody's sucking on a vape nowadays. Vaping has only yeah. been around in the last, what, 10 years maximum, I'd say. Mm-hmm. There have been no long-term studies on the damage that vaping, I'm not saying it does have a damage, by the way, but I'm saying there's no studies to say that it won't damage um, your lungs or whatever the case may be, yet it doesn't yeah. stop people vaping. And you, you said a key word there, people choose to vape every weekend. Uh, yes, it. and in this conversation where this girl lost her job over um, not taking the COVID vaccine, you, you see that, uh, Dara, as forced vaccination. Yeah, and this is not about me agreeing or disagreeing with the vaccinations. I understand the precedent of how vaccinations work. But what really gets me is is that we're taking away people's freedom, and that's what I don't agree with. Not necessarily anything to do with this vaccine in general, but the freedom of your medical autonomy. I really... Yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. Okay, stay there for one second if you can, please. We're back in just one moment. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy, where your opinion counts. Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Now you're very welcome back. And uh, Robbie, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Robbie? How are you doing? Well, Robbie, what's your view on this? Is it reasonable to be sacking people uh, working in healthcare if they refuse to get the COVID-19 vaccine? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, as I said in the uh, voice note, that freedom of choice is not freedom from consequence. Explain you that. Know, like if you're, if you're, she has the right to choose not to get the vaccine. Correct. Then yep. The company, then, but then I think, uh, well, the people that the company look after should have the right to choose whether they want her looking after, and they give, and that that could be a logistical nightmare for the company. So it's easier for them to say, mm. like, this is how it is. Don't like it. Okay, and in fact, Dara, let me just bring you back in. Okay, uh, you know, choices do have consequences, and one, oh, she's gone, actually. Um, uh, Your point is, one of those consequences is that you could lose your job. I'm not saying I fully agree with it, you know, uh, but she's saying that she doesn't think, uh, it's not been around long enough, you know, but if if we treated every new treatment that came out for any new ailment that affects the human race, um, and everybody refused to take it because, oh, we don't know the long-term effects. There'd never be a treatment for anything. I know, but uh, but in this particular case, one of the, the fears that people have, and, you know, it's an understandable fear, is these are vaccines that were developed at breakneck speed. Uh, they were and developed at breakneck speed, but if, if you got someone to paint your house, it would take them a week. If you, if you got 10 people in to do the same job, it would take them a day. 
Mm. Would you say you would you say your house wasn't properly maintained? No, this is a very fair point that I find it difficult to argue with. I have to say, um, and. Yeah, your point being that the scientific community of the whole planet pulled together on this one. Yeah, the world the world came together for on a very rare occasion, and the true resource of this, and that's why we were able to get a vaccine. If we if we had let science just work its way to a vaccine like you, like you have with the likes of Ebola or anything else, it'd be five years down the line, and we and the death toll would be in the millions. You look as well. You look at it, and I know again it's not forced, but you look at mobile phones. Mobile phones first came came on. Um, there was no long-term trials done on the on the effects of having a mobile phone up to your ear for hours on end. But what did we and all... Yes, there were people saying that they were melting your brain, the yeah. radiation was cooking you, and Jeremy, you're scared me now. I'm agreeing with you, I'm agreeing with you far too much today. Stop yeah. it. No, no, but it's true. And, you know, all these, all these anti-vaxxer parents... Um, still give their kids a phone and still have the, the know that their kids' uh, phones are up to their head for hours and hours uh, on de- on uh, per day. Do they care about the possible side effects? Have they looked into the long-term uh, adverse effects of mobile phone radiation? No, and uh, nor of any of us. No. So that's the point. We choose what we want to be afraid of. Yeah, no, you're, you're dead right. Uh, the same as back when television came out with the Trillier Road Square. There was no research done in that. Obviously, that was, you know, that was obviously you know, rubbish. Jeremy's always right. Um, that's that's the thing. Jeremy's always right. All right, stay, stay I won't go that far. I won't go that far. No, no, no. On this, on this instance, and Adrian agrees with us as well. Mm. He's just afraid of pissing off the anti-vaxxers because they're. Oh no, I couldn't give a shit about them. Let them. Yeah, let them, let them. All right, stay there for one second, if you can, please. Let me uh, have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note that was sent in to us by uh, Robbie. Oh, no, that's Robbie that we were talking to there. Sorry. Uh, this is Eddie. Good afternoon, lads. Maybe you can educate me on this because I have two mates in the UK who work in a nursing home and they both lost their job yesterday because they refused to take the jab. Now, I'm not criticising them. That's their right. But point being, even if you're vaccinated, you can still pass it on. You know, you can still catch it. You can still transmit it. Same as if you're not vaccinated. So I don't understand why they've lost their jobs. And, Eddie, to explain to you, uh, the vaccines reduce the risk of uh, transmission. Vaccinated people do transmit the virus in some cases, uh, but the data is clear that the risk of transmission for a vaccinated individual is much much lower than for uh, an unvaccinated individual. I heard a medical professional a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about this uh, on television, and the way he summed it up, and it was quite good, he said, uh, treat the vaccine as a a bulletproof jacket, okay? So a policeman in New York, when he's going out to work every day, he will put a bulletproof jacket uh, on him. Why does he put the bulletproof jacket on him? To protect him in case he gets shot at. Now, if he gets shot in the face... The bulletproof jacket isn't going to protect him. If you get shot in the leg or the arm, the bulletproof jacket is. And even if you get shot in the chest, um, the bulletproof jacket will act as a shield, but it won't. It's not guaranteed. You cannot guarantee that uh, the bullets aren't going to get into him. So it's a like a, it's like a border, I suppose. And like any border, um, you know, it's semi-permeable and things can get through. And that's what the vaccine is. The vaccine was never going to be that silver bullet that would just get rid of, of COVID completely. But I think people, seems to, they can't seem to get it into their head that you can still get COVID from the vaccine. They, they just, and how, from the vaccine, or, or sorry, from even if you if you are vaccinated, that you can still pick up COVID. I have three. But friends. the big difference is now people aren't getting as sick. No. Vaccinated people aren't overall unless they're very old or very vulnerable, ending up in ICU and hospitals. It's gas. Uh, a month ago, I did not know anybody who who had COVID. I mean, in the present time, um, and this week, three people. Uh, I've been texting me to say they're out of work with COVID and uh, two of them are vaccinated, one isn't. Um, and they all got it quite bad. They're all quite sick. Now, two of these people are really, really fit. You know, they, they'd be swimmers, cyclists, uh, and it just affects people in a different way. Um, so when you hear stories in the news, um, people get, get all triggered over this when they see a story in the news saying there's 400 people in hospitals at the moment who have COVID and they were vaccinated and people jump on straight away and go, ha, there we told you, the vaccine, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It was all a scam. You wasted your time getting the jab. That was never the issue. And I'm telling you one thing now. We have, what, 92% of the country vaccinated. The country, of the eligible country oh, popula- the eligible. Uh, vaccinated. The country is open at the moment, yeah? Nightclubs are packed, it's great. Pubs are packed, cinemas are packed, theatres are packed, gigs are packed. Uh, everything is nearly returned to normal. 
and look what the figures are for COVID. Can you imagine if what? we didn't have the vaccine? If we didn't have the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. Just think about that for a moment. All right, Kira. How is? Can someone please explain this to me, right? Like, I know there's a war going on between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, right? But this is just what, from what I'm seeing. So I'm not vaccinated, and my friend's not vaccinated. Um, all of our families are. They all went and got the vaccine. Um, so she was pregnant. Um, her and her family caught, our, caught the virus. They tested positive. Um, she ended up being induced two weeks ago. Um, she was Because she had COVID, she gave birth with COVID. Um, treated like dirt in the hospital, I might add. But... So she's home now and um, she is the unvaccinated one who just gave birth is the one running around and making sure that everyone else in our health, everyone else in our health, everyone else in our house who was vaccinated is okay because um, they can't get up out of the bed after catching COVID and they're double jabbed. And then the one who's not jabbed gave birth and is now at home looking after everybody who's double jabbed. Like, I don't get it. I really, really don't get it. No, I, I struggle to get it sometimes myself. I, even back to what you were saying uh, a moment ago, Jeremy, that you have two friends who are fully vaccinated and they're still very sick from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd make you wonder what was the point. There's no rule book when it comes to disease. But wasn't it the, uh, the same a year ago before we had any vaccines? It knocked some people for six and other people just ran around the place, not a bother on them. Yeah, but do you think the f- if nobody was vaccinated now, do you think the figures would be still at... 3,000 a day or 2,007 a day? No, no, I think we'd be up at eight or 10,000 a day or whatever at this stage. And we'd be looking at lockdowns. All right, where am I going now? Uh, I'm going to Johnny. You are on Opinions Matter. How are you, Johnny? How's it going, lads? Good, Johnny. Well, what did you want to say on this? Yeah, like, I get what people are saying. Like, I I didn't know that it was, um, before I was disagreeing, saying, like, that's unfair to to Saka, like, but... She has it. She does have. She had a personal choice for her own, like like that caller was saying. She has a personal choice for her body, but when her personal choice impacts on the people, she has a duty of care to in her job. You know, that's a different story. You can't. You can't have. Well, I I'm protecting my health, and screw all your health. You know what I mean? It's it has to go. Well, I'm protecting me, but I have to protect everyone else as well. So if she's walking in Antarctica, like you know what I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't factor in. It's, uh, and, and this was the point that I was making a while ago. You know, me sitting in this studio here uh, with with him. Uh, in fact, we're two meters apart anyway. But uh, there, you know, nobody really cares because if I get it and I infect him, or he gets it and he infects me, so what? It's our own responsibility. But I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not sitting here beside a ninety-three-year-old uh, man with dementia. It feels like yeah, it sometimes, and, but and you and you and you be sitting like. You'd be going in and out and you'd be interacting with them a lot because, you know, in the care homes, it's, it's, it's tough on them. They can't do anything, but you're, you're the one doing stuff for them and in close contact with them. Okay, but well, let me ask you, Johnny, is it reasonable then if people lose their jobs in healthcare or, you know, caring in, in nursing homes or whatever, if they refuse to get vaccinated? Hang on, before you, yeah, answer, that, before you answer that question, Johnny, that question should be put to the people the people who were so angry this time a year ago, blaming the government for all the uh, nursing home deaths. Remember the anger, uh, calling Simon Harris all sorts of names and Leo Radker all sorts of names. How dare you, they said, not protect uh, the vulnerable. How dare you allow COVID uh, into the nursing homes? How dare you? um, You have the blood of 2,000 elderly people on your hands because you allowed COVID into the nursing homes. They are the same gobshites now that are shouting out the other side of their arse saying no to mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers. So how can you win? How can you win? Okay. Uh, no, uh, still nobody is talking about mandatory vaccines. They're just basically saying if you want to do this job, you have to be vaccinated. Yes, well, that's what I mean. it's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a difference. All right. So, Johnny, do you think it is reasonable... Uh, that people could lose their jobs if they're uh, healthcare workers uh, dealing with vulnerable people if they refuse to be vaccinated? Uh, not, not, not lose their jobs, but move to a different part. And, uh, and that has happened. Because, I mentioned this earlier because, on. That has happened here in Ireland. People have been moved to different uh, yeah. jobs if they aren't prepared to be vaccinated. But, but a lot of the things going around, uh, Adrian, like I've seen a, a, an article there on Facebook and it's spreading this like myth about uh, vaccinations. It's terrible. Like they're saying, fifty percent of the people in ICU 
have uh, are, are, are vaccinated with COVID. And all the anti don't see 50%, 50%, no, no. That's 50% of 3.7 million. That's 50 people out of 3.7 million. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, out of, out the, of 300, yeah, and the and other fifty percent, yeah, the other 50% are the vaccinated who make up a tiny percentage of our population, or the unvaccinated, should I say, yeah. that make up a tiny percent of, uh, of our population now. Yeah, and these people—it just seems like well, the article was ridiculous. But the people in the comments, law, they just can't do basic maths. It's, it's terrible. Mm, yeah, that, it is. Yep. Look at their figures; it's you're ten times more likely to end up in ICU. By, their, by the figures they're celebrating, the anti-vaxxers celebrating, they're 10 times more likely, so that's why I'm vaccinated, you know what I mean? All right, Johnny, great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Jay? Oh, I'm sorry, um, just to just to point out that I, I don't believe in its personal choice to be vaccinated. I think it is a social responsibility to be vaccinated. Your choice to not get vaccinated impacts on my my freedoms, my health, Um so it's their choice, um, social responsibility. If nobody to- if nobody got vaccinated, where would we be? And that is exactly the point. If nobody got vaccinated, where would we be? And this was the point, Jeremy, you were making just a while ago. A year ago, or back in January, where nobody was vaccinated, uh, we had a chronic situation in Ireland. 8,000 cases a day, 2,000 people in hospital. It was really uh, on a knife edge. What, what you have to remember as well, and again, uh, as Johnny was saying, a lot of these Egypts on, on social media, they can't do basic maths. Um, you can't reason with them with, with, with logic. Um, here's the thing. If there are, say, give, take any given hospital, Kennedy's Hospital yeah, in, the, in, in Dublin. Kennedy's Hospital in Dublin has a certain amount of beds, has a certain amount of ICU beds, has a certain amount of nurses, has a certain amount of doctors. Okay, That's what they're given. That's what they have. And that's not to... COVID isn't the only show in town at the moment, by the way. We have lots of other things uh, going on. And if people are taking up X amount of beds um, because they have tested positive for COVID, yeah, they are beds that are being taken up that could be used for something else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Adrian, you, God forbid, you could have kidney failure tomorrow. You know, whatever the case may be. You could go down with any type of chronic illness and there is no bed for you there because they're all being taken up with... COVID patients. With COVID patients. So that's that's the logic that you have to think about here. All right. Uh, let me squeeze in one last uh, call, and that is on line three. And Keith, you are on Opinions Matter. How are you, Keith? Not too bad. Too Good. bad now yourself. What did you want to say on this, Keith? Yeah, I just, I'm not anti-vaccine as such, but I just don't think that it is a vaccine. I don't think that it has any effect. Um, from uh, what I can hang, see, on, hang on, it clearly has an effect. If it didn't have an effect, our hospitals will be overrun again. But it's only a matter of time before our hospitals are overrun again because people who are vaccinated, as, as people have said, they can still catch COVID, you can still spread COVID. At a much reduced rate of both infection and uh, your ability to spread it, it is much reduced. But why, why are the numbers rising so heavily then? You know, I mean, ultimately, ultimately, this is about protecting our health and the amount of people in hospitals today versus what we had last January is like night and day. Yeah, but we're only after opening up. That's what I'm saying. They're after opening up the nightclubs, the pubs, everything else. People are drunk. They're in each other's spaces and they can still spread COVID. So they're spreading it to each other. So what, in my opinion, what you're going to see now is you're going to see that the people who are vaccinated are the people who are contributing to the spread of this. Then they're jumping onto planes and they're contributing but, uh, to the spread of yeah, it globally. Yeah, but hang on. The, the, the fact of the matter is the science shows that the, or the vaccines do reduce transmission. Vaccinated people can transmit the virus in some cases, but the data is clear that the transmission for vaccinated individuals is much, much lower than an unvaccinated person. But, and is it just a coincidence then that the number started to rise as soon as they opened up to pubs and nightclubs to vaccinated people? No, not necessarily. I, I think we're all mixing. We're mixing in houses. We're mixing generally. We're, uh, yeah, try- but when, when people were mixing in houses, we didn't have this kind of a rise. It wasn't until people started mixing in nightclubs and 
When people are drunk, you know, when people are drunk, they're hugging each other and they're spitting each other's ears, telling them how much they love them and everything else and all that. That's it's all you're up in each other's spaces, like. I mean, I, a, a friend of mine told me there not too long ago that he caught COVID, and he's not he's not vaccinated. And when I asked him, well, how are you? Like, were you sick? And he said he'd had worse. And uh, look, I, I I have known people, and I mentioned this earlier on in in my entire life. I I, I in fact I, I've worked with Jeremy for how many years? Twenty odd years. Yeah, you're rarely sick. I'm never sick. Yeah. I in the eight years I worked with ninety eight FM, I had one day off sick. And one, that was, and that was, yeah. and that was a fault sick. You yeah, were exactly. Yeah. So, uh, no, I do believe some people are more vulnerable to it. That's it. Since this has started, some people, some people have ended up um, dead, as we know. Some people have ended up in ICU. Some people just in hospital. And some people have been barely sick, and that was without the vaccine. And mm-hmm. now with the vaccine, some people are ending up in ICU. Some people are ending up barely sick. The same. There's, okay, there's but, no but, but it's not the same. It's at a much reduced rate. And uh, uh, so last January. When we had uh, three, four, five thousand cases a day, we had two thousand people in hospital. Today, with uh, three and four thousand cases a day, we've only five hundred people in hospital. The big difference. That's a quarter of what we had in January. Do you do you see that? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I still I still don't think that the vaccine is actually effective. Like if you yeah, get me no, the vaccine, it's, it's obvious, would, hang on, hang on, it's are, obviously are they effective. Still looking for a vaccine, yeah. A proper vaccine that is effective. There's constant research going on, but the fact of the matter is that it, the vaccine is clearly effective, maybe not as good as we had hoped, but still is having an effect in keeping... Uh, you know, we have 500 people in hospital today. Uh, we had 2,000 people in hospital back in January. That's the difference. Like, I, I remember reading... Oh, what was I reading an article on... I think it was the Irish Times or something like that where they showed there was 26 people in ICU who were not vaccinated, 26 people who were, and two people who were partially vaccinated. And your point is? Well, my point is, it's much of a much. No, 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 because if you, and this was, this was mentioned earlier on, if you do the maths, 92% of the eligible population are vaccinated in Ireland, Yeah. 8% aren't. Yet, 50% of people in hospital, in in ICUs, are unvaccinated. Do you get that? Yeah, I still still don't agree that. Can you not do the maths, though? Can you not do the maths? What Adrian is trying to say is it's it's a disproportionate number. Correct. Um, If you add up the figures, and you can't argue with figures, um, the vast majority um, of people that are in ICU units are unvaccinated, even though the figures don't represent that. But unvaccinated people make up a smaller percentage. That's simple maths. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking percentages, but it's still the same amount of people, though. Yes, but only eight percent of the population is unvaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, but but they're making. But but hang on, hang on. I don't know. Did you even get to the leaving cert? The fact of the matter is that. (laughs) Hang on. 8% 8% are unvaccinated, but they're making up 50% of the people in ICU. Which part of that do you not get? Yeah, but you're going to have that. If you have, if you have a minority and you take whatever out of that minority, it's still going to add up as more of a percentage than a majority. Oh, I think you need to do your leave and start maths again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, the, 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 the vaccine, it, it's not a vaccine. And that's simple as it's not a vaccine. Well, and there's nobody going to change so, your mind so about well, that well, because well, it doesn't... It doesn't make any effects, and I don't see that there is any proof that it makes effects because you see, right, people who well, are on, on, on. who are vaccinated. No, but let me speak. No, though. hang on. No, first, of all, if you, no, first of all, if you're saying it's not a vaccine, what is it? What a placebo? Is that what it is? I mean, what's, yeah, placebo, exactly. That's it's a exactly placebo. What it is. Might be smart, might as well be smart, injury. Oh, my God. I, I assume you haven't taken it then, have you? No, I have to know and I won't. And if, if you introduce something that actually is a vaccine and it works, I have no better taking it. But I'm not going to take something that I don't believe is any good. So hang on, Dave. So the, 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 med- the medical field have to prove to you, you alone, that it's worthwhile before you'll take it. Well, it's obviously not just me alone. There's, there's thousands of people out there. 
Okay, I want to read a message from Brian, and this is directed at you, and it says, yeah. you can explain it to them a thousand times and it still won't get into their heads. They don't want to agree with the maths. And uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's your inability to work out the, the maths of that or your desire just simply not to work out the maths. Let me squeeze in a few more uh, messages on this. This is Jay. Sorry, um, just, to, just to point out that I, I don't believe in its personal the choice to be vaccinated i think it is a social responsibility ah, we, to be vaccinated. we played that earlier on this is brian hi like i said before it's their choice that they want to get a, vac- a vaccine that's fine but there's uh, consequences to every decision if they choose not to get a vaccine sorry their job's up they have to change it that's a consequence for not getting it that's their choice i i think it should come in more places especially and in dealing with the public all right and keith so if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to lose your job. And there's already a homeless crisis out there. The place is struggling as it is. It needs its workers, it needs its nurses, doctors, everything that keeps the place going. Like, come on, when is this going to be an end to this? Like, it's only trials. It's not an actual vaccine. They're going to get the flu jab every two, three years. But this thing I'm not going to get until it's proven that it works. All right, Keith, thanks very much indeed for uh, your call and uh, all of your calls on today's Opinions Matter. It can be frustrating sometimes, can't it? And I guess, I mean, this show is called Opinions Matter, and it's called Opinions Matter because everybody has a different uh, opinion. And And by the way, this is a debate that you're not really hearing on the mainstream media at the moment, and you're not. Yeah. It's not being debated in the same way that we've debated it. But you, you find yourself frustrated. I do, because there's no point. I mean, Keith, who we were just talking to a moment ago, nice fella, seems like a lovely fella. Uh, I don't have a problem that he doesn't want to get the vaccine. He says it's still a trial vaccine. He doesn't want to call it a vaccine, even though ninety percent of medical, 99% of medical professionals uh, have called it that. But the fact that you couldn't get into his head... The, the maths... Th- the maths of the disproportionate amount of people that are in... And I don't know how you can explain it in simpler terms. Okay, well, here it is. The population of the country, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is what, 4 million? Maybe 4 million? 5 million, actually. 5 million. The population is 5 million. Out of that 5 million, 8% are unvaccinated. No, that's not true. 8% what? of the eligible population. Sorry, the eligible. So, so everybody under 12 isn't vaccinated no. either. Okay, that's so a million people. Yeah, we're talking about 12 plus here. Okay, so 8%, like our friend Keith there, are not vaccinated. Okay, that's fine. So that number, what's 12% of 5 million? A couple of hundred thousand. Yeah, a couple of hundred thousand people who are not vaccinated. 300,000. 300,000. Yes, there is a disproportionate percentage We've that, already explained this, by yeah, the way. I know. I just, I just find it hard to believe that he couldn't, he couldn't grasp that. I, I like to think that most of you listening to this podcast now uh, can actually, can actually grasp that situation. Maybe it was that you didn't explain it right. Is that the problem? <laughs> no. Anyway, all right. Thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast. If you enjoyed it, or even if you didn't enjoy it, even if it annoyed you, please hit subscribe or follow, and you'll be notified when we upload the next Opinions Matter podcast. If you get an opportunity to, you can download the Opinions Matter app, and that way you'll get a notification every day that we do this show live, because we do the, do the show live every day. And if you download the Opinions Matter app, all you do is search for Opinions Adrian, Opinions Jeremy uh, on uh, the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and you can find the app and download it. You'll be able to listen to us live every day. Um, And if you want to contact us, our email address is allopinionsmattershow at gmail.com. Thanks very much indeed for listening. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.